Good morning, Transformation Radio listeners. We have a high-octane show for you today. You may not even need coffee after you hear this. We've got some devotionals, we've got some songs, we've got some scripture, and a special testimony from Tyler Christian. Here is Mandy with Good Morning. My name's Tyler. I'm in second phase. I've been here about a month, a little over a month. Um, my testimony is, uh, you know, I've been an addict for 17 years. Uh, had a newborn son when I was in the Salvation Army. Went back out and relapsed. Um, when I came into the refuge, uh, it was a Thursday. I went to net care. Uh, Mary Haven told me that I could not come back. I've been there nine times. And they said they couldn't help me anymore. 
Um, so my baby's mom's mom gave me a, got me a hotel room for a night. Um, I messaged a guy in Florida on Facebook. He got me in touch with Ron Ward, who in turn called me and said, if you can get a hotel room till Monday, I can get you into uh, a place, and it was refuge. Um, so I, had, I called my mom, begged and pleaded with her, and she told me no at first because I used her before to get a hotel room. It just turned into a, a big party spot. Um, you know, she called back and said, uh, the next day I'll call on my lunch break and get you a hotel room till Monday so you can come into the refuge. And uh, she did. Um, and, you know, it's changed my life. Um, you know, I'm seeing my family. Um, they're happy I'm here. They, you know, they'll do anything for me. Like out in the streets, they wouldn't give me a quarter if I asked for it now. They're coming, you know. They're happy that to see me now, and I'm not a I'm not a burden. You know, I heard uh, heard someone say in the refuge, you know, be a blessing to your family, and you know that's when I'm starting to be a blessing instead of a hindrance. But uh, to all the phase one guys, you know, stick through it. It's amazing what God can do, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Mike down in uh, first phase. Uh, I'm proud of you for coming back. Um, just stick it out, and I hope to see you up at second phase. And that was Tyler Christie with his testimony. Tyler, thank you again for sharing that. Very powerful stuff to hear and how God is, has moved in your life and, and just been very merciful to you. And uh, we're glad you're in the ministry and that you're doing so well. Uh, Tyler's child, Casey, was in the hospital uh, on Wednesday having a procedure done. And we didn't get to pray for Casey, but I'd like to take a few minutes and pray for Casey now. Father God, we thank you for uh, Tyler and for him where he's at in the ministry, Lord, and Thank you for the healing that has gone on in his life, and I pray for Casey and and for the healing that needs to go on uh, with his uh, with with him now physically, Lord, and um, that you would just grant that and grant the doctors uh, wisdom and skill, and just pray that things go super smooth with this little guy, and uh, uh, we'll give you all the praise and the glory. Thank you for for being our God, and that we can just come to you with with uh, anything at any time, Lord, to. Um, just bring it before you and, and present our needs. And you're always there to listen. You're always there to hear and comfort and to take care of those in, in your way and will, Lord. Thank you for, for who you are in that in your majesty. Amen. All right, up next we have Fee with All We Call of Jesus here on Transformation Radio. Turn 
And our New Testament reading comes today from John chapter 4, verses 4 through 42. He, Jesus, had to go through Samaria on, on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the fill that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How could you offer better water than he and his sons and his he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, she replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes to the Jews, but the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that, that way. 
for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Then the disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her, or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring you food while we were gone, the disciples asked? Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me, and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest? But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are ripe with harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvest. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work. And now you will get to gather the harvest. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village, so he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. This is Pastor Doug with today's devotional. You were hardwired to live for God, so even though you may not be aware of it, every good thing or bad thing you do has verticality to it. In the physical realm, you were hardwired to breathe. You do it constantly, even though you are most often unaware of it. You're always inhaling oxygen and exhaling carbon dioxide. You don't have the option of saying, I'm tired of breathing. I think I'll just stop. You don't have the option of denying that you are a breather. You were hardwired to breathe. It is an inescapable part of your physicality. In the same way, you were made for relationship with God. This means that everything you do and say, every choice you make, and every decision that shapes your life, is somehow, some way, done in reference to God. You may ignore his existence. You may think theologically that there is no God. But you cannot escape that you were crafted in his image and connected to him by means of creation. This means that all your life is spiritual. Religion is not just an aspect of your being. You and I are by nature religious beings. We all come from God. We all exist through God. And all that we do is meant to be done for him. Now to help us retain our recognition of the inescapable verticality of our existence, that is to help us remember his existence and our place as his creatures, God has done something wonderful for us. He purposely created the physical world in such a way that it points to his existence and his character. God is the environment in which we live. I like to think of it this way. You can't get up in the morning without bumping into God. The psalmist writes, The heavens declare the glory of God. 
and the sky above declares his handiwork. Day after day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Psalm 19, 1-3. And Paul says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Romans 1, 20. The radical truth of the existence of God isn't just preached to us on Sunday. It's preached every day through the beauty of the sunset, the power of the storm, the inexhaustible wings of the hummingbird, the hugeness of the mountain, the whisper of the breeze, the smell of the sizzling steak, the beauty of the petal of a rose, and so on. The power and clarity of creation's message leaves no human being with an excuse. You have to work to deny God's existence because it is so readily visible everywhere you look. God did this because he is a God of grace. He did this so that, he would run, so that we would run to him and not from him. He did this so that we would recognize our position as his creatures and bow to his glory. He did this so that we would live in recognition of him.
This is David Durr, phase two. I want to give a shout out to Meatloaf. I mean, Dave. Uh, man, you, uh, whenever you came in, wasn't really sure about you, but you, uh, you've really been an awesome addition to our team. Uh, we really love you, man. Uh, proud of you. From Psalm today comes from Psalm, verse one, chapter 105, verses 1 through 15. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles and the rulings he has given. You children of the servant Abraham, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His justice is seen throughout the land. He always stands by his covenant, the commitment he made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant he made with Abraham, and the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, and to the people of Israel as a never-ending covenant. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this when they were few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan. They wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on, on their behalf. Do not touch my chosen people, and do not hurt my prophets. And our reading from Proverbs today is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 25. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is a traitor. All right, we've got one more song left for you today on today's Transformation Radio. Thanks for listening, and I uh, hope you guys have a blessed day on Wednesday. Tonight, the greatest softball team ever assembled will be playing at Burliner Park. I believe the time is 7 o'clock. Phase 3 guys are playing in a softball league this year. Uh, if you can make it out to support them, that would be great. I know my community group is going to be there. And uh, best of luck to you guys. Go out there and be salt and light in this world. So this is Let It Be Known by Worship Central. And this will finish our program. You guys, have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow.
Love has won. Amen.